either. In fact, what's kind of surprising, of all the people that the angel could have notified about the coming of the Christ, it was a bunch of shepherds. Uneducated, unclean, unimpressive shepherds. These were the kind of people during this day that would have been easily overlooked by everybody. And yet, that's who the angel went to. Now, that's not the main point of the sermon today, but it might be the point that you need to hear. If there's anybody here today that feels overlooked, neglected, ignored, not seen, not heard, not valued, boy, you're in luck because Jesus loves to come to people like you. And the angel, out of all the people that could have been chosen, the angel went to the shepherds and told them the great news about the arrival of Jesus. Now, the text says that when the angel showed up to tell this group of shepherds about Jesus, they were absolutely terrified. You know, when we think of angels, we think of feminine, we think of sweet, we think of kind, we think of gentle. And yet, every time an angel shows up in Scripture, everybody gets scared to death. The first thing that the angel has to say every time an angel shows up is, hey, hey, calm down. Don't be afraid. And that's exactly what the angel does here. And then the angel goes on... uh, to tell them what has happened. That Jesus has been born. And in the midst of something important happening, a song breaks out. All of a sudden, that angel is joined by a multitude of the heavenly host, and now the sky is just full of people. And they begin to sing the angel song. It's one of the shortest songs uh, in the Scripture, but it's one of the most important. And you can sum up the words of the song with just a couple of phrases, glory to God and peace to us. And if you don't get the first one right, you can't experience the second. If you don't get the glory part right, then you can't experience the peace. But if you get the glory right, then the peace, you can be assured, is coming. The word glory is, a, is a, the Greek word that's used in translated glory means weighty. It means significant. It means really special, really important, really grand. Anytime you see the word glory in Scripture, it's really important stuff. And they say glory to God. You know, today we're giving glory to God for the ministry of Sherry Gillum. Um, we, we, we are going to say that what she has done in her 34 years in this church is significant. It is weighty. It is special. It is grand. It is glorious. And she don't want all of us going all on about her. She would want us to give glory to God for the ministry that she has had with the people of this church and this community. The angel says, you begin by giving glory to God, and yet we're much better at giving glory to ourselves, aren't we? We spend a lot more time worrying about how we can make ourselves look good 
in the eyes of ourselves and in the eyes of others than, than we do typically of giving glory to God. I, I may be the first preacher ever to quote Lady Gaga in a sermon. Is anybody ever... Lady Gaga has a song that's called Applause. And the whole song is about, I live for your applause. I live for your screams. I live for your voices to affirm and give me accolades. And that's the way a lot of us live is that we are more worried about how everybody else thinks about us and, and presenting ourselves in the way that we look good, in the way that we might experience glory. But the angel is trying to communicate to us in that heavenly host that this is we were created to give glory to God. That's what we were meant to do. And if you give glory to God, then the next thing that happens is that you experience peace. But the problem is, we just don't do a good job of that. You know good and well, if we'd written the Lord's Prayer, we would have written it this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, give us our daily bread. <laughs> Wouldn't we? But when Jesus modeled the prayer that we're supposed to pray, what did He say? Our Father, who, out in he who art in heaven, before He asked for anything for Himself, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Only then did Jesus begin to pray a prayer about what we might need. Well, when you get the glory right, the peace comes. Now, by peace here, I don't mean the absence of war. I don't mean that once you give God glory that everything just gets serene and calm in your life. Do you not think that the angels knew full well what was going to happen after they said to the shepherds, peace on earth? Do you not think that they didn't already know that Herod was going to decide to murder all of the children that were two years and under in and around the area because he didn't want Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord's of lords, to grow up to become the Savior and Messiah of the world. So when the angels are here are saying peace to you, they're not saying that this is the absence of all bad stuff. It, what they're saying is, is no matter what happens in the world, no matter what kind of adversity or pain or discomfort that you are experiencing, peace can still be found in the Prince of Peace. And when the angels are talking about peace, I think it's both a declaration and it's an invitation. It, it, it's a declaration that uh, you will ultimately experience the peace of Christ. Either on this side of eternity or on the next. What the angels are saying is that your divorce doesn't have the last word. Peace does. Your depression doesn't have the last word. Peace does. Your despair doesn't have the last word. Peace does. Uh, your disillusionment doesn't have the last word. Peace does. It is a declaration that no matter what you are experiencing, you can take great comfort in knowing that one of the faithful promises of God is that God's peace will ultimately prevail. But it's also this word peace 
an invitation. Uh, you know, when I learned this Scripture growing up in the Baptist church, we always used the King James Version, and they thought that was the only uh, real version of the Bible that existed. And maybe some of you agree with them, and you're wishing that I'd start using it. But when we learned this verse when I was growing up in the King James Version, it said, peace, goodwill among men is how that word was translated. But if you notice today, it says now in most of our translations, on earth peace among those through whom God favors. So how do you get this peace? The invitation to get this peace is, how do we curry God's favor? By believing in Jesus. By, by believing that Jesus did come to offer this kind of peace. That Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, and so that's really what this whole story is about. We're supposed to glorify God. And, and we're invited to receive, by trusting in Jesus, the peace that only He can provide. A peace that cannot be robbed or taken away despite what we experience in the world. That, my friends, is the angel's song. And that's worth singing about.